Hello, all you kings, queens, and those in between, and welcome to episode 9 of the Busted Limes podcast. I'm your host, Parish Maharaj, and in this episode, which was recorded, edited, and published all in one day, me and my buddy Space Song are going to be breaking down the recent DC Fandom conference that took place yesterday. And we're going to discuss the different trailers we saw and speculate on plot points and directions that the franchise could possibly go. Now, just a bit of a heads up, there were a few audio issues, so if you hear points in this episode where the audio just kind of drops out, that was me just trying to edit around it. So, get ready to praise Snyder and sing hallelujah and enjoy the show. Alright, welcome back, Space Song. Hey, hello. Happy to be here. Awesome. Yes, happy to have you. Because, man, I'm going to need a lot of your knowledge for what about what we're about to talk about. Well, uh, I'll do my, uh, the best I can. I'll be honest with you. I didn't see everything, but uh, trying to quickly scramble to get uh, the bits that I missed at the moment. But, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. It's okay. I just saw the... I actually watched the Snyder Cut trailer like two minutes ago. So, yeah, we're here to talk about the... DC fandom, just give our thoughts about it. And uh, so let's let's just go in like a I have an order like set up here. So lots of trailers. Trailer Palooza all up in here. Yeah, yeah, but a little bit more than that. I'll I'll cover some of that in a in a minute. But yeah. Yeah, see um, this, this is why I have you out here, because broaden this perspective a bit. I'll I'll say I think I think the event was very good. It did some good things. Yeah, I agree, honestly. Like all things considered, it it would turn out to be um very successful event. I'm actually excited to see some of these things get released. And uh, speaking of these things getting released, uh, let's. Uh, I-, I just want to go right into it and uh, discuss the 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 centerpiece, if you will, of the entire event, which I think was uh, the Snyder Cut trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I I think I think so. I think that was probably that and the Batman trailer were the two things people were most excited to see. I think. Uh, so they kind of had a change at the last minute where there were two secret uh, announcements that they were going to make. But uh, yeah, they, they expanded it into a two-weekend event. I think one of the quote-unquote secret events was the Black Adam reveal. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, but the, now they're going to do this second event. So technically we're not covering all of it. Maybe, maybe we should do a follow-up to one of these uh, once they do oh, that. Oh, hell yeah. But um, hey, you know, you know, I'm all about it. We we can talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I, I definitely think those were the two things folks were most looking forward to. There's a little bit more I think folks had in mind that they want, but I think uh, hmm. those two things are the the showstoppers in the Snyder Cut. Uh, you know, <laughs> that is hmm. a entire bag of bag of worms there. Um, oh, but bag of worms. Yeah, not even a can. It's a. It's it is a bag, bag. of worms. It's, 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 yeah, it's definitely more flimsily contained. You have my agreement there. Um, I I admire that he really goes for it. Like he's like, okay, I've got these like very big conceptual ideas. These these very hard character moments. Like very good drama. Like on on paper. Like good good stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the execution ends up falling flat for whatever reason. Like, like just clumsy script writing, um, overly ambition. Oh, just overly ambitious. Just just big ambition to like make. I'm gonna make this four hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, make the, the Ben Hur of superhero films. Only for adults, though. Only for adults, because of that goofy tweet he decided. Man. Ah. Uh, so I get like that guy was like giving him shit for years, and this was him finally just taking his moment to clap back. But it's like, dude, not right now. Just just take your victory lap. <laughs> like you got the thing you wanted. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, that's one thing I wanted to say is that uh, regardless of how the product ends up turning out, like this is it, it's. I I don't feel like I'm exaggerating if I say that this is history. It is. Yeah, it. This is film history. Like um. Getting to come back and finish your vision of what you wanted your the movie to be, and that's that's unheard. Like, there's coming back for reshoots, and then this is like the next step. 
Yeah, there's like, oh, actually, we're going to put the real movie out now. <laughs> right, right. So, anyway, about the actual trailer, though. So, I still haven't seen the original Justice League to this day. So, but from what I've heard... It's a mess. Is, um, Okay, right. I mean, I can, I can imagine so. I mean, I'm not going to expect a movie that had to change directors midway through production to be... You know, the fucking Mona Lisa or whatever, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... The, a mess is re- honestly the the best you could have... That could have been gleaned from that situation, you know? I, I, I don't know what to say other than the things that has been said a million times by smarter people than me. But I think that movie, like, there are bits in there that you see, like, okay, you have an idea here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Like... So, you can go into spoilers, I don't mind. Uh, my significant other's father, and he's like a child behavioral specialist, and he was, he was like, oh yeah, Barry Allen, the Flash, that guy is clearly on the spectrum. Like, like there's like ideas there. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, like there's there's stuff there, but the issue is, is that movie just lacked focus. Like you can really feel the two directors. Like there are moments in that movie where it's like a cool scott snyder action scene because that guy can compose the fuck out of an action scene like right. nobody's business and like oh yeah for sure for yeah sure. yeah there's like stuff early on like where it's batman fighting some thieves with a, with a fun little uh uh cameo from uh mindhunter's own uh colton mcneely i believe is his name um as one of the thieves uh and that scene is rad because like Batman's doing crazy like flips and stuff, swinging around with the grappling hook, like in creative ways we haven't seen him do on film before. Like there's cool stuff in there, but like right. the plot is whack. The the downgrade we got in Steppenwolf was whack. Uh, the the ending is just a CG mess. Um, oh, there's like a lot of like lore that you feel like. Oh, look at all that lore! You're just like moving the camera past way too quickly. <laughs> Like, stuff like, <laughs> like if the idea was to, like, say, hey, we're going to, like, build out the DC mythos in, like, this kind of fun a la carte way with Batman versus Superman and then hitting you with Justice League, which is, like, you're going to have your, like, Lord of the Rings, like, well, here's the, what the War of the Rings was like type moment. Mm-hmm. Um, this just, like, does that in, like, a few minutes. And it's like, oh, there's a Green Lantern. Look at the Green Lantern. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. This feels like that lore scene is going to have its own whole entire like movie. Is what this feels like based on that trailer, like a little little short film in the middle of the film. Yeah, and, and yeah, you mentioned you mentioned all the lore stuff, which is like I'm not big into comic books, period. Like not Marvel, DC, even Dark Horse. I'm not all that uh, caught up on. I haven't been doing the readings, but um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. I recognize Darkseid. That he's literally the first thing that pops up in the trailer is Darkseid. Like I thought that that would have been reserved for like the end. Yeah, big old statement of a tint with uh, showing dark side there. And it's like, he looks fine. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I think he looks good. Yeah, I've seen people kind of kind of poo-poo his design, but I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of dark side, shirtless dark side. I don't know. It's fine. He's just not in his armor. <laughs> if you want to find a design to poo-poo, just look at uh, Flash's costume. Yeah, the Flash's costume definitely feels like... Uh, Mark point three of a design process. Uh, not even, not even alpha. It's pretty jank, janky. Yeah, like yeah. that. That is like the. Uh, I mean, but I guess it's kind of the mood they're going for with that character. He's like, I'm just kind of doing this with what I can scrap together, kind of Spider Man esque. But uh, yeah, is it supposed to be like a spaceship or something? Like spaceship parts? I think it's made out of material that is used. To build spaceships, like like the actual like hard material. Um, oh, hard material, yeah, right, right, right? Like like it's almost armor, okay. but it's also like aerodynamic to help them like move through you know molecules, not even the wind, the molecules quicker. Uh, molecules, because because he's the freaking Flash and he can vibrate through things. Anyway, speed force and all that, yeah, yeah, correct. And and I think we're going to get a look at the speed force at some point in the Justice League movie. I will say later in. Fandom event. They did talk about the Flash movie. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I think Snyder's Justice League will have, like, more character bits that might make people happy. Uh, I know people were like, yeah, this guy doesn't get these characters. I think there's, like, some bits in that trailer that does reveal that, like, uh, maybe maybe he does. It's just he's bad at putting it together. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think that's why, because those, um, the scene where Martha, Martha Kent meets, uh, Lois Lane, like that, just, or shit, even that scene in Kansas where uh, Superman is hugging both of them, it's like that's him. Yes, where I I I want more of that Superman. Mm-hmm. That's him. That there he is. Um, the uh, yeah, and like even that little rousing speech at the end where Batman's like, ah, uh, well, he might have fought through hordes of hell before, but you know, he's never had to deal with all of us. He's never fought yeah. us. That's that's a very Batman logic you know i think it's like one of those things which like my opinion batman versus superman was always supposed to be like here's these characters at their worst yes yes here's here's a superman caught up in his anxiety here is a batman who's fallen and become you know a dirty hairy like figure exactly here's here's them finding each other and here's what happens when they're at their worst now let's go to the justice league where they truly meet each other for the first time after Clark's resurrection mm-hmm. and you get, you get them like, actually we're both good <laughs> and, and we can, we can grow past these past mistakes of ours. Now there's also a bunch of other contexts in those movies that makes that kind of weird. Like, like all the death and destruction of man of steel, but you know, yeah, again, yeah. what, what, what is there to say about that? Really? That hasn't been said. Yeah. That before. hasn't already been said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just to sum up on uh, Snyder Cut, um, I'm actually excited. The trailer did actually make me bust out laughing, but whatever. I'm still I'm still gonna pay for like one month of HBO Max just to see it. Do we know if it's coming out uh, weekly or all at once, or how's it coming out? Weekly. It's gonna be four weeks, and then they're gonna put it all together in one viewable product as a film and then as far as international goes they have a distribution deal that they're getting into place according to snyder all right said that at the fandom (laughs) (laughs) all right so now moving on to the next item on the list um james gunn suicide squad yo that movie's gonna rule oh my god that is i i mean i know um i said i just said that the the batman was my favorite trailer of that of that event but man this was a close second because it is so so colorful it's so goofy it's so comic book it's it's, mm-hmm. it's great yeah now I, I didn't even mind that i didn't recognize like three quarters of the characters <laughs> like i don't i don't know who peacemaker is i don't know who weasel is um <laughs> and i don't polka dot man <laughs> i don't know who polka dot man is but i already love him he's already my favorite <laughs> That's great. Yes. He yeah. does. He throws polka dots and does polka dotty things. That <laughs> u- use useful. Um, but yeah. So, so so yeah, I think the only thing holding this back from t- being like the the film of the show, honestly, was there is no proper trailer for right. this yet. What we did get was a roll call showing off the character designs yes. and who was going to be playing them. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, as far as the cast goes, we have, you know, the people who were returning who were pretty obvious. Yeah, Margot, Margot Robbie is Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Joel Kinnaman redeeming himself with uh, a second Rick flag that will probably be better this time. Oh, and right. Viola Davis doing the same yes. as uh, Amanda Waller, one right. of the best characters in comics ever. Agreed, yes. And then we got the new cast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, replacing uh, Deadshot, Will, yeah. uh, Will Smith's Deadshot, we have Idris Elba with Bloodsport. Presumably, that's the uh, idea there. Yeah, because uh, he is so prominent in all the marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have um, Jai Courtney also returning for As Boomerang Man. Captain Boomerang. And here's where here's where it starts getting interesting. Uh, we got uh, Nathan Fillion as a character named TDK. Yeah, w- not familiar. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, hmm. Pete Davidson. Uh, he's Blackguard. Actually, I do have some more things to say about TDK. Give me a minute though. Uh, uh-huh. Michael Roker as Savant, who is fodder. Blackguard, Savant, probably fodder. Then we have an interesting one here. One that I'll also have another, some some stuff to say about. Uh, John Cena as Peacemaker, which is very cool. Yeah, I remember you being very excited about that one because of how unexpected it was. Yes, very out of nowhere. I expected him to be somebody else. Then we have David Desmalchian, I believe is how you pronounce that, uh, as uh, Polka Dot Man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sean Gunn as Weasel. Uh, Then we have Peter Capaldi as The Thinker. Fulla Borg as Javelin. Um, let's see here. We have Mei Ling as uh, Mongol or Mangal, who is 
a female inverse of Mongol, who is a Superman villain. Um, oh, let's see here. We got Steve Agee as King Shark, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2, which is amazing that they gave it the two qualifier, meaning that there's been a previous Ratcatcher. And oh. I believe I believe that's that's it as far as like the main squad goes. Um, I, I imagine Amanda Waller is going to have to blow up a few of them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because they gotta they gotta make clear like yo this this lady she's raw. <laughs> yeah, she means business. Yeah. As far as um, interesting inclusions, I'll start with TDK because his logo is some arms, but if you look at it. The little logo and their little uh, hype video they put out is interesting because it looks like Arm Fall Off Lad arms. Arm Fall Off Lad being a comedy character from Legion of Superheroes. So that's got some interesting implications, especially about the future of the Superman franchise, because you can't have Legion without, you know, Superboy or Superman hanging around. His name is seriously Arms Fall Off Lad? Uh, I believe, or, or Boy, Arms Fall Off. Here. Arms. <laughs> Fall off. No, no, no. It's, it's not the ladder boy part that's uh, that's tripping me up. It's the arms fall off part. His arms fall off. Uh huh. It's it is a comedy character from the sixties <laughs> when DC was still kind of like you know a childish, goofy comic thing, and then you had Marvel over here doing Spider Man. It, it's it's just it's just a different method, man. It's a different thing, and it's like yeah. you know, it's it's. It was brilliant. It was just so off the wall, goofy, and I feel like that is secretly what this is about. Because I, I have to wonder if TDK, being a goofball who is useless, ends up being a point, hmm. and that ends up being a reveal in the field, possibly. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm getting myself too too hyped up. Uh, Peacemaker, though, John Cena as Peacemaker is genius casting because. Especially if they do the thing that's interesting about him, uh, that is potential for like an incredible performance on Cena's uh, part. Because Peacemaker, so oh, some more comic history here for you. Mm-hmm. He's a Charlton Charleston comic characters. That's like your Blue Beetles, your your uh, Question, right? Um, and a couple of other characters, including this Peacemaker. Yeah, guy. I think you Those were the characters. I think that those characters inspired the characters in... the, the Well, the versions of the characters in Watchmen, didn't they? Yeah, they're basically like a darker inverse of these Charleston comic characters. Oh, okay. Um, so Captain Adam is one of the bigger names mm-hmm. from that. He, he is basically Dr. Manhattan, but he's like, you know, friendly and happy and has feelings. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So Peacemaker, so there's a lot of implications to this. So the first one to me is, so this is going to be an incredible performance by John Cena because he ends up seeing the ghosts of people that he's killed. Oh my God. And he's basically like your super spec ops, like I killed Banana Republic dictators, that kind of thing. Oh, so. I I think that is the plot of this film. Yeah. So he's basically the comedian then. Yeah, and he is the comedian, basically. And he sees, like, the ghosts... Like, he can talk to the ghosts of people who he's killed. Uh, they they kind of haunt him. There's also his father, who... I don't know if they'll go with this in 2020. But back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, his, his father was actually formerly a Nazi. And Peacemaker's thing was like, I'm trying to get away from that in my family's history. Oh. My father was a horrible piece of shit. And uh, yeah, he would, you know, talk to him, John, like uh, jab him, be like, oh, you believe in this, huh? That kind of thing. Oh my God. So <laughs> yeah, you're going to have like this, like kind of like mentally unstable, like gun toting American hero. <laughs> right, right. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that, that does seemed like it would get a good performance out of Cena. I honestly think he could pull it off. I, th- I think he'll pull it off, too. Cena, you know, all the years of me listening to people complain about Cena is just wonderful to me, because he's <laughs> actually quite incredible. Yes, he is. Like, like even, even as a wrestler, he's, like, an incredible wrestler. It's just mm-hmm. he got, like, booked poorly. poorly. But, yeah, he... Uh, He's going to be awesome in this. Yeah, I think it, he's going to be great in the role. Because I feel like it's going to be like the the Firefly Funhouse thing. Because I think that... Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that showed off his acting chops really well. And yeah, he'll really uh, pull this off. If if it if they do include it, of course. 
But uh, but yeah, you you were sp- you were speaking about the plot of this movie. Yeah, yeah. They I mentioned I remember they mentioned in like the the quote unquote extended trailer that this was going to be the vibes of like a seventies war movie. And uh, there's lots of footage of them on a beach with explosions going on all around them. So yeah, you you mentioned that uh you're you're thinking this might be a assassination or assassination mission about a banana republic dictator or something or something along those lines. Certainly, yeah. That's definitely the. Uh... The implication, you know, it's interesting because they have they are kind of leaning into some of the interesting, like, well, okay, even back in Batman versus Superman and uh, Man of Steel, that was like a question: is like, okay, well, what does this mean at a ge- geopolitical level, having these, you know, these super beings around? Yeah. It feels like they're continuing that theme in some way, like that lives on, but this is going to be like, you know, the goofy, violent comedy version of it, right? There, there's another thing later that we can talk about. I don't know if you, yeah, I didn't even mention this uh, in the Discord, which I think is where uh, you got a lot of excitement out of this me creeping, like, cre- like creeping through all of the news about it and just posting it in the Discord. Like, oh, this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, real, real quick note, though, um, the other big implication about Peacemaker mm-hmm. that means there's other characters from Charleston Comics that will be in these films potentially. So that means we're going to have Blue Beetle. They were trying to make a Blue Beetle and Booster Gold I movie. Actually, yeah, yeah, I actually heard about that. So I, that makes me wonder if they're still going to do that, especially they're going to try and keep the Snyder stuff in canon because, you know, all the Nightmare stuff feels like an alternate timeline now, which means it's its own world. So that is interesting because you could potentially have them going to that reality and we can still, you know, get your crazy, cool duster coat goggles batman showing back up (laughs) but also you you basically have a fun version of those characters that kind of spoofed the watchmen so so okay go go down this rabbit hole with me for a minute grant morrison he he's kind of a crazy eclectic comic writer Uh uh-huh he wrote a series that was like a sequel to a comic event that he did back in the uh early 2000s or maybe it was like mid 2000s final crisis Mm -hmm. Final Crisis was basically the story of Darkseid doing like a extra dimensional invasion on Earth, but and it was like very high concept. Uh, people were get, becoming brain slaves to the anti life equation, which is like the entire like Darkseid uh, apocalypse thing. They're looking for the anti life equation to then enslave people Jesus. with it um, because it's basically just like the mental equation that makes you snap. Finally, anti life equation like I, th- yeah. that's. The- Jack, Jack Kirby is like, amazing. Geez, like, <laughs> straight to the point. Okay. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Anti-life. And then, and they, they, yeah. And Gord Morrison actually came up with like what the actual equation is. And it's sad. Um, <laughs> but the sequel to that was a more hopeful thing called multiversity. He did it maybe like a decade later. And it was basically a bunch of characters, like side characters from final crisis becoming like the justice league of the multiverse. Um, so you have like Calvin Harris, the, the, the black president, Superman of an alternate earth leading up all these goofy characters from around the multiverse. But, uh, it, it was interesting cause he didn't do like a linear story. He did like, okay, two bookends that tell you the story of this multiversal justice league coming together. And then all these crazy multiverse stories in between just one shot stories. And one of them was Pax Americana, which was about these Charleston comic characters, uh, and it was basically him working through his feelings and angst about the Watchmen. And uh, he has like real life beef with Alan Moore. Ouch. So Pax Americana is a fantastic book. It's a wonderful little one, one and done story. You don't even have to read the rest of Multiversity to get it. I, I would recommend going to Comixology and reading that issue because it's a fantastic piece of comic storytelling visually as well. He got a, a really wonderful artist named Frank Wiley, a guy that he regularly collaborates with to work with them on that and that story is intense like like it is much like all of multiversity it's told in a non-linear way but it's one of those things where once you tie it together mentally like you just go oh this is incredible like it is like a spy drama where peacemaker has killed the president of america holy shit and and the Rorschach is just like losing his mind, or I'm sorry, question. I call him freaking Rorschach. The question is losing his mind, trying to figure it out because the question's like an investigative journalist. Right. Um, and and Blue Beetle's there, and he's just like had enough with 
question. It's just a it's a fantastic mm. read. Wow, uh, um, what's it called again? Uh, Pax Americana in Pax thing, Americana. Okay, Peacemaker heads up an organization called uh, uh, it's Pax something, the Pax Institute or something like that. But yeah, it's a play on that, and and Peacemaker has a very some very intense stuff in that. It's good. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely add that to the list. But yeah, um, I'm really excited. Uh, once again, I'm excited for this. Like genuinely excited. Not, I'm I'm not like uh, it's not like ironic excitement for the Snyder Cut just to see how much just to see how deep the fat boys' uh, de- uh, devotion goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but this one, it just he's like Suicide Squad by the direct for the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm as excited as everyone and their mother would be about that. So, so since we've hit the two big ones, do you just want to skip ahead and talk about the Batman? Since that was like the three biggest things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's go ahead, Batman. Um. Yeah. Like I said, this was my favorite trailer among all of them, but probably because I'm most familiar with Batman among everyone else. Which, <laughs> you know, which hey, join the club. Um. <laughs> I'm just so happy that this is just a, this is just a commentary on the state of the oversaturation of the his parents' death scene. Was that I am so glad we didn't see like any footage of his parents dying in Crime Alley. Yeah, yeah. I think part of that is because this is going to be so solely focused on a year two version of the character. Okay, so that 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 just sounds like exactly what it sounds like on the tin is just uh, his second year as Batman. Yes. So hmm. okay. Th- that when talking about Batman, the idea of year two has a lot of meaning. So you know, you, Batman Begins. That's basically Batman Year mm. One in a lot of ways. Ah, um, so I don't think I think they wanted to you know reboot the character, bring him back to like here's like a younger version, rawer, maybe a little more prone to letting his emotions get into the way of his work. And plenty uh, eyeliner. You, you definitely see his emotions take over. In one scene in that trailer, when he's beating up that guy, it's like, Ugh. oh, <laughs> you know, I th- oh my god. Speaking speaking of that scene, when uh, when he when he was done beating the shit out of the guy, and um, I expected because before that, the thugs ask him, "Who are you?" and I I fully expected him to say, "I'm the goddamn Batman" in that scene, but no, he said, "Um, I am vengeance," which. Thank you. Uh, that's a welcome <laughs> surprise. Because if he had said the goddamn Batman, I would have just cut off the trailer right there and said, "Fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The uh. The entire crux of that trailer feels like they're doing something kind of more crime documentary, like true crime feeling in terms of uh, storytelling. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because yeah. because there's some very like uh serial killer vibes going on with uh, yeah. the primary antagonist in this, which is apparently the Riddler. And I'm excited about that. Yeah, let's talk about that, though, because uh, until the question mark showed up at the end of the trailer, I thought that was hush. Because the because the guy had his face all duct taped up, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, no, hush is... They'll, they'll make it much more clear if they do a hush movie, trust me. This is definitely, like, for Batman, the Riddle card, this is all very Riddler. Um, maybe, maybe doing away with some of the uh, green theming might have... Uh... Thrown, thrown, thrown you and maybe some other folks off, but no, maybe, this is definitely maybe. the Riddler. Hmm. Or, or what it could be is that if it does turn out to be hush, like maybe that'll just be like a sort of like an establishing story, like just shows just for yeah. Bat, just to show how Batman handled his first like serial killer, and then from there, based on that, the Riddler decides to test him based on his performance handling hush. Perhaps. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. <laughs> this is my film rescue brain going on here. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hush. Hush's story is much more personal because Hush is like a childhood friend of Batman. Yes. Yes. So that's why I'm. That's why I'm suspecting it's. I don't think Hush is going to come into this. If anything, it might. Uh, you might. He might pop up and be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm your friend from childhood. I'm a brain surgeon now. Anyway, <laughs> 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 nice seeing you. Maybe we'll catch up some other time." <laughs> Oh man! Um, and speaking of childhood friends of Batman, uh, the Penguin's also in this. Yeah, <laughs> friend. In yeah, biggest for sure. air quote, biggest air quotes ever. Did they show him? Did they show him in the trailer? I don't recall. Okay, so he he. It, there's a guy who looks Penguin esque, but I think because this was mm. like a, it was like production footage. They haven't actually um, gotten to filming his scenes all the way. Right, exactly. So there's a guy who res- there's a chubby looking guy who resembles the penguin in in this. Oh, that's yeah. true. There is a guy who's like a 
press conference or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, that guy, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, th- I mean, of course, I'm, I'm open to being wrong about this, so, but, but honestly, I don't see how you could do, like, an early Batman movie and not mention his, uh, well, I, having said that, we did, we, Batman Begins did just that, but still, um... Just to bring something new to the table, if you want to do a new, uh, uh, yeah, reboot number 520 of Batman, you if you want to bring something new to the table, you would want to focus on his, the Penguin's vendetta against him because what the Wayne family did to the Cobblepots. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, the other interesting thing is year two is the story in the comics. They did year one. They also did a year two. Um, mm-hmm. Year two is the story that inspired Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yeah. So I have to wonder if there may be some build up to a story like that with Batman. You know, a, a love story is something that they really haven't gone whole hog on with uh, with Bruce Wayne specifically, because because in Mask of the Phantasm, it's not a romance with Batman; it's a romance with Bruce Wayne when he's training to become Batman. Yep. Um, yep. So. Yeah, just a tragic love story would be an interesting uh, follow-up to something like this, I think. Well, speaking of tragic love stories, uh, Catwoman is in this. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. She's <laughs> oh, got, like, who... a cat burglar mask on and stuff. Yeah, like a, like a little uh, prototype mask, because it looks like a little... Uh, I don't, I'm just going to go around and say it. It, it. it does look like a pussy hat. Yeah, it, it kind of did. Yeah, it had, like, the kind of pokings of an ear coming out of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I liked it. It's, it's a very... Um, God, what what do you call it? Very rookie-like, very reminiscent of a rookie Selena Kyle. Yeah, who's who's the actress playing her again? I don't know. Zoe, I think it's Zoe Kravitz, right? Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's Zoe. Yeah, go yeah, typey typey typey. Look it up. Google Google Google. Yeah, seems to be Zoe Kravitz. Awesome. Oh well, there you go. Hey, casting an actual. uh, She's Latina, right? Well, Selena Kyle is. Because her name is Selena. Yeah. 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 She gets, she's been whitewashed over the years, but yeah, she's definitely, at the very least, mixed. Also, Colin Farrell is playing the Penguin, so that might be why we didn't see any of him in there. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't think we saw any footage of Alfred in this trailer, though, did we? No, no Andy Circus. Hmm. Oh, and uh, I think Commissioner Gordon is black in this one. Yeah, Jeffrey White's playing him. All right. Yeah, great actor. Great actor. Joining us in the 21st century here. I love it. Mm-hmm. A, di- a diverse Gotham? What a concept. Yeah. But yeah, this this will be a pretty good film, I think. Uh, Paul Dano mm-hmm. as the Riddler is an inspired casting. I think even as far back as freaking Nolan's Batman films, people were like, they should get Paul Dano to play Bat- the, uh, play the Riddler. Yeah. So. <laughs> but. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's, uh, and uh, I also love... Um, I'm I'm eager to see what uh, Robert Pattinson does with the Bruce Wayne character because he seems to be going for more the Michael Keaton unhinged Bruce Bruce Wayne rather than the Cobb collected playboy that we see in let's say the Arkham games and uh, and the animated series. Him surviving somebody driving an SUV into a courthouse. It looked like. Yeah, that's what it looked. Like. Yeah, it looked like a courthouse. But he did seem very broody there. But yeah, it's very. I'm excited to see this. I didn't think yes. they would get me excited to see a Batman movie, but like as far back as when they announced, hey, Matt Reeves is doing this movie, I was like, okay, you got me. You got <laughs> me. You got me in, guys. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, so we're excited for the goddamn Batman. Hell yeah. The goddamn Batman, the actual title of that movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, you want to just uh, shotgun out the two video game trailers that we saw? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they announced Gotham Knights, which is a Bat Family game spinning off of the Arkham Universe series. It's got a little bit of a different art style, but it seems to be carrying that combat style forward. Yes, 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 yes. That's a, that's the same vibes I got from it, too, yeah. I'm excited to play as Batgirl. I'm a big Batgirl fan. I'm a big Nightwing fan as well. I, I, I'm a big Batgirl Nightwing shipper. And I, I want to two-player with somebody so we can just... You are such a sap. I love I it. I am. I, they're adorable. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, it's also great because this will also hopefully bring Tim Batman into... Oh, I'm sorry. Tim Robin up to... Uh, Tim Drake up to more prominence. I feel like he's been overlooked over the years recently, uh, especially with New 52 basically being like, he was never Robin. 
He was always Red Robin. Also, his Red Robin Austin costume looks terrible now. Oof. Which Red Robin was kind of like the thing that he came, he stepped up from, from being Robin. You know, like his version of Nightwing. Right. So that right, it right. sucks that they kind mm-hmm. of like kind of gave him the short stick on the Bat Family for no reason, honestly. Um, <laughs> so so hopefully hopefully they make all that good here. Like give like a lot of the Tim Drake fans who have been thirsty for you know more good Tim Drake content will uh, be happy with this. I'm I'm excited for that. It just looks great. It looks, just looks just looks great. Yeah, it does. Like good and uh, especially with Gotham Knights, I'm a sucker for. Um... Games where you could play as different characters with different play styles. So, uh, ba- uh, ba- Barbara seems to have the typical Batman controls, like with the gliding and the stealth and all that. Uh, Robin doesn't seem too much. Doesn't seem to have changed too much from Arkham City, where he's still he's still got the bow staff and stuff like that. And uh, neither neither has Nightwing because what well, he still he still brings the whole uh, circus act athleticism to his combat that we, we saw him doing freaking uh capoeira moves in the trailer which i thought was badass but i think the biggest uh the biggest like cur- well, curveball to me because I've, I've again lack of familiar with the comics was uh the red hood with guns yeah so in the comics he uses rubber bullets now ah so that's okay, probably what's yeah. happening here oh okay. or maybe that's, it's like yeah. lasers I think uh, Black Belt in our Discord mentioned that, that he's using lasers in the trailer. I didn't quite catch lasers, that. Lasers, but... right, right, right. But yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Todd is probably going to be really interesting in this. I, I think he's a fantastic character with a lot of great stories. If folks haven't seen it, I really recommend the DC animated uh, feature Under the Red Hood. I think that and Mask of the Phantasm are the two best animated Batman films for my money. All right. Check out, check than... out Under the Red Hood. Better than Batman Ninja? Uh, I mean, that's a great one too, but it's like great for other reasons. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, the, so, um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, this, this version of Jason Todd is interesting because he's got the white, uh, dye in his hair, like where his hair is graying, which means he might be a little Lazarus-y because that usually happens because of the Lazarus pit. Shit, you're right. When, well, yeah, when Ray Shaku uses the Lazarus pit, the, hmm... Yeah, it does stuff to the color of your hair, namely, namely slowly turns it white the more you use it. So it'll be fun seeing if how hinged, hinged or and or unhinged. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned the Court of the Owls yet. Yeah, that's probably going to be the way they keep that game going. Because people were worried that it was going to be a games as a service, which means, you know, you buy your base game, it keeps updating with uh, new content, and they're going to filter it out maybe at some point to bring in new content, uh, make you pay for bigger expansions, that kind of thing. People people are kind of hit hot and cold on that business model. I think it's fine. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think every game Under the Sun needs to do it. Like this Avengers game coming out is doing it. Ugh. Yeah, I think they're going to follow that model a little bit here with uh, both of these games, actually, mm. that's coming out. But I think this one's going to be a little more lighter in terms of that because... The Suicide Squad game uh, is definitely going all in on that, based on just what's in that trailer. I can I can go go into that a bit more here in a sec. But yeah, yeah. I, was, I was actually I was actually going to say so the the Gotham Knights trailer opens with Batman apparently dying, but then yeah, apparently in the Suicide Squad game they they can't part of the agree was that they can't show Batman losing. Let, let's start with that because so. yeah so that was there's a big rumor leak of uh the suicide squad game th- before this trailer came out maybe about a week or two um before all this happened with dc fandom mm-hmm. um i didn't i didn't read every detail i just caught bits and pieces from people talking about it but one of the big details that was kind of two there a few things Apparently, the Suicide Squad straight up killed Green Lantern and Aquaman in this at some point. And then, uh, whoa, which I feel like those are early notes from Warner Brothers specifically, the Batman being not being shown getting beaten. Because I suspect what the story here is is the Justice League has been mind controlled by Brainiac. We see that in the trailer. That is the implication. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. I think Batman hasn't been brain controlled by them. I think that's the workaround around that. So now that we know the context of the trailer, that little note is a little less offensive. Right. Um, especially with the the clever workaround of like, well, it's Batman. He didn't get the thing, which is fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Batman being like an yeah. uneasy ally to the Suicide Squad, which has happened before. 
there is an entire film Which, about that. Yeah, that that actually sounds re- that sounds really exciting to me. Like seeing Batman team up with the Suicide Squad. That's oh my god. Which means he might have the Outsiders with him too. Now that I think about it, that's an entire superhero team with uh, Katana, who was you know also got ties to the Suicide Squad uh, in uh, Black Lightning. So a couple of other really cool characters that he can bring along with him as like a like a secondary like oh we got to do this objective before they get here and do it before we do kind of scenarios for a Suicide Squad game. I think that's where they're going with that. Is if Batman is not around, but yeah, uh, brain controlled Superman, scary. It's in that trailer. Yes, very scary. And uh, so I noticed for the, the what kind of turned me like turned me a little sour towards the Suicide Squad trailer. Well, the the Kill the Justice League trailer was uh, it was a entirely pre rendered and like, there wasn't any sure. gameplay. Yeah. So yeah, as far as we know, it's like, I, I can't help. As fun as that trailer was to watch, I couldn't help but think it's like okay, so how many how much of this am I actually going to get to do in the game? You know. So here's here's what I'm thinking. So as far as like mechanics go, that they were trying to like give you an idea of what you'll be doing in that game, I believe what we have here is a third-person shooter, which is why Gotham Knights is so significant, because that's continuing that style of combat for the Arkham right. universe, yes. where that's a spinoff. They're going to do that over there. They're going to have like their whole entire crazy Batman's Dead storyline thing going on with that classic Arkham combat. This is a new thing in the Arkham universe. So this is this is in canon with uh, all the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. But the combat is going to be different now. I'm thinking what we're getting is a third-person shooter with the character abilities that allow you to let those characters really cut loose in a way that's like, like believable, which I think mm-hmm. is a good way to handle it, especially with the Suicide Squad all having guns. Even the giant fucking shark has a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you got all kinds of different abilities that they're going to be able to do. I think that's what... To, when you watch that trailer, you look at things and you be like, okay, what looks like an ability here? And I think Deadshot flying around with this jetpack is going to be like an ultimate type thing where you can like fly around, you like get a better advantage, vantage point on people, uh, that kind of thing. I'm, I am betting dollars to donuts that uh, Killer that uh, Killer Shark has like a aggro mode or, so, or rage mode or something. Definitely. He's, he's definitely got, like, the Berserker and Borderlands type uh, mood going on there. Also, Samoa Joe hinted that he's voicing that character. Oh! So, wow. I don't watch WWE anymore, but I get to love on my boy Samoa Joe still. Yay! Yeah. Joe, so. Joe, Joe, Joe. Bum, 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 bum. Is his Godzilla Horns entrance music. Um, yes. But, oh, but man. Yeah. Um, so... What I was speculating was that I think it might be like a it might be like a Grand Theft Auto Five kind of thing where you start off with one character but you could switch between them at different points in the mission maybe. Yeah, and this is gonna be this is gonna be the games as a service game like the big deal one that Warner Brother Games is gonna have because it feels like every publisher has to have one of those. Uh, but I think yeah, you're right about that. I don't know if it'll be quite. I can press the left on the D pad and be this guy suddenly. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be much more. You pick a mission, and you can be whoever you want to be. Oh, like different branching routes. Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly, like the possibly routes. But I, I'm thinking more just like, oh, do you want to play Harley this time, or do you want to play Deadshot this time? That kind of thing. Mm. And oh. I think they're gonna. I think they're also going to queue you up with random people. I think there'll be a way to solo it, but it, it, I think the this game is going to be meant to be played with four friends, all together, yes. hanging out. All right. All right, so uh, we'll get in touch with uh, Fredo and Black Belt whenever it comes out. How about that? Sounds good to me. Hell yeah. So, all right. Um, looks like we've said all there is to be said about what we've seen at DC Fandom. So, there, overall... there is one thing. There is one oh, thing. Oh, there is? There is one thing. Yeah, we didn't talk about uh, the Black Adam. Oh, that that was at this conference? That was that was here, yeah. So, the oh, Black shit. Adam. Okay, yeah. The, the Black Adam is going to be a prequel to the Shazam film. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they okay. allude to him in the Shazam film, apparently. I actually right. haven't seen Shazam yet. I need to get on that. Uh, <laughs> um, I hear it's really good. I really want to see it. Um, but yeah, uh, Shazam's awesome, and Black Adam is a awesome villain. Um, hmm. So ba- what they showed off was just basically animated concepts of what the film will be. So you kind of had like a cartoon version of The Rock dressed up as Black Adam flying around as a little animatic not even a fully animated thing i would pay full price to see that uh, not gonna lie that's just me though 
<laughs> him him being the one of the greatest anti-heroes in comics is going to be one of the best things that happen to superhero films, I think. Um so so Black Adam, the pitch is is he is a it is a fake Middle Eastern country called Kandak. Uh they have some vaguely Egyptian things going on with their uh the ruins kind of kind of historically just very modeled after the egyptians uh, hieroglyphics uh, statues that were vaguely egyptian-esque that kind of thing um so the you know shazam's thing is like he's all it's a magical superhero he gets his powers from a wizard named shazam um and black adam is he was formerly a slave to a king in kandak and Shazam looks for people pure of heart, and he decided, "Hey, I think this uh, this poor slave is pure of heart, so I'm going to give him the Black Adam powers." Turns out, it went to his head. Uh, it was a little too much power, and that's why he kind of breaks the powers up between the Marvel family for the Shazam. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Black Adam is violent. Let's say he Ooh. he's <laughs> in the comics. He has a reputation for. Ripping people's arms off to prove a point. <laughs> oh, a reputation. Oh, so it's a reputation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's his, it's his calling card is ripping people's arms off. Oh, my God. He ends up becoming a, a god king dictator. And uh, he doesn't have slaves. That's the thing. He did free mm-hmm. all the slaves, but he rules them with an iron fist. Like, there's no crime in Kondok. Why? Because if you do anything, Black Adam is going to show up and rip your arm off. So that's kind of that's kind of his thing. Um and I was talking about this earlier, you know, they're kind of leaning into like geopolitical stuff here. Um, this happens in Young Justice uh, at least once where they're like, hey, we're in the desert. Where are we? We're doing an operation here in the desert. What desert is this? It's in Kondok, which means oh. they are crossing national borders and going to piss off Black Adam, which means poor Shazam kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of like very good places they can go like in terms of storytelling and intrigue and what have you. Um, yeah, I can't I can't believe I forgot about that one. I guess all the Batman and Justice League news kind of overshadowed it. Yeah, and and yeah. the other crazy thing about the Black Adam film is they're apparently introducing Justice Society members. Like I watched the trailers before we jumped in this uh, call to record mm-hmm. this. He right. straight up says they're members of the Justice Society of America in that trailer. It's oh. pretty interesting. Who who are the Justice Society? Justice Society was basically the Justice League before the Justice League existed. Back in, I'm going to say the 40s and 50s, um, you had this, this like just after Superman and Batman. Probably, I think it actually predates them a little bit too. You had Green Lantern, who was a magic ring user, not a, not a cosmic character, a magic character. Right. Uh, magic. You had the Flash, who had the power of Hermes. Or was it Mercury? I think it's Mercury, actually. Uh, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he he basically had God super speed. This was the original mm-hmm. Flash. This is Jay Garrick. This the, is the one with the one who wears the metal hat, right? Yeah the 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 modified MP hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, then you also had a Black Canary, like the original Black Canary, uh, Hawkman. Uh, Adam Smasher and a couple of other like Golden Age superheroes. Uh, your four color funnies, your your nickel comic characters. <laughs> that that we're talking this era. Um, right, 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 right. Yeah, they uh they announced uh, Doctor Fate, who was also from that era. He was on the Justice ah, founding members. Yes. I forgot to mention him. Uh, Hawkman and Adam Smasher are all going to be in this film. So pretty pretty fascinating. I, yeah, pretty- I'm excited to see what that ends up being pretty stacked yeah all right is that everything not quite because i did want to give them props for doing uh, a couple of book panels and also giving their uh more diverse uh more like a lot of platforms to a lot of different diverse voices during this they had a lot of their black actors and actresses uh have like little panels i believe one of them 
was straight up uh, talking about their experiences being black actors in superhero films and television. Like they had like a like a bunch of the cast of Black Lightning. Uh, they had the girl that plays Iris West on The Flash. They got um, uh, the girl that plays uh, one of the Marvel kids in Shazam talking about uh, her experiences. It's it pretty interesting that they actually took time to do that. It was very... It was a bit corporate. Like, they didn't really get into to too deep on some subjects, but they did talk about, like, a lot of the hate they got received for, like, getting cast in those roles at some point. Uh, mm. Briefly, but they didn't really focus on it. They were just talking, like... It wasn't a negative thing. It was very uplifting, was the uh, mood of it. It was very well done, I thought. Okay. Uh, especially even if it was a bit mm. corporate. Um I, I thought I thought they did it pretty well. Um, and they also announced uh, Milestone Comics is coming back, which Milestone Comics is fe- uh, is noteworthy because they were a independent comic label who ended up getting bought by Wildstorm, which Wildstorm ended up getting bought by DC. So they ended up at DC eventually. But it was a completely black-owned comic company. Nice. Pretty much like all of their characters are black. There's only a handful of one of them was like one of the first prominent like trans superheroes. Oh, awesome! One one of the their their Justice League was basically literally just a gang, <laughs> which was <laughs> uh, kind of like like hey like people like want to say gangs are bad, but like this is how this community survives was kind of like the idea behind the Blood Syndicate. Right, that's what right, they're called. Exactly. The Blood yeah, yeah. That, you see it with everything with the, even the mafia and um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was kind of uh, that, that was a really big deal to me that they took the time at this DC fandom event, uh, event between all these movie announcements to be like, hey, we're bringing back like this like black owned and operated uh, company, and it is still owned and operated by the same people, minus uh, one who passed away unfortunately several years ago. Um, but yeah, pretty feel good stuff. So, and they also mentioned their developing a static shot film oh my god really yeah they said they're looking at how they can do it and they're wanting to commit to it dude yeah dude and they're also saying they're gonna want they're gonna be, be bringing static to a bunch of different new media forms so like podcast shows uh like dr- dramatic podcast shows like your your yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, is, is he just going to do guest spots in character? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. No, yeah, have him <laughs> status shot go and bust his limes. Uh, Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, no, it'll be a, it'll be a, like a dramatic, like, audio play, but... Like radio drama. Radio drama. Yeah, yeah, there's, they, they've done, I mean, there's a lot of that out there. There's that Wolverine, the long dark. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're doing, they're thinking about doing one of those, uh, they, they, but they have confirmed the comics 100% are coming back. They've been saying they're going to do this since 2016. It's been years since they first said we want to do this. And they're doing it. February next year, baby. Milestone Comics is back. Static Shock going to get a big media push. It's going to be good. February, Black History Month. I love it. Okay. Is that everything? That is not everything, but I didn't watch everything. So, but... <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you so much for providing your insight to this situation. You see what I did there? Ooh, uh, yeah, we've been playing that Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for inviting me on. I, it means a lot that you thought enough of uh, my knowledge on this to bring me on. I, I'm honored. So thank you very much, Bray.